Right. Told my teacher, dumb bitch, I'm gonna get millions Watch this. In the project living, Damn. spoke it till existence Voila. More change than 50, got more cars than Diddy oh God. I only weigh 180, but my watch cost 250 What's up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have a full-length show that I am super excited about had the show on the books for a few months now, and it's been one that uh, all of us here are looking forward to. Uh, got Sal, got DJ, uh, but most importantly, we've got one of my very, very, very best friends and personal mentors, um, Tim Grover. What's happening, brother? What an honor, brother. I got a chip. I'm speechless. I am. Uh, you guys get first time at this facility. It's, you can't describe it. Right. You literally cannot describe. It's one of those places where you just got to come and see. You got to come and see. You got to like literally be like Disneyland and charge people and just charge a little admission to come <laughs> in and don't donate the money to charity. Yeah. But this is, you can't, it, it's beyond description. You guys didn't miss a detail. You didn't miss a detail. Well, that means a lot coming from you, brother. Yeah. We wouldn't be here without you. That's for sure. It's, that's listen, for sure. Ah. <laughs> Thank you, but I don't really believe that. I, I know both you guys. Uh, I know what you're made of. I know what's on the inside. Everybody sees what's on the outside. But to be able to go and see beyond what an individual is just on the outside and see what the ability to overcome where you guys came. The first building was impressive. And knowing the history of where you guys started what you guys had to overcome and what you still have to overcome. That's what people look at. People look at, oh man, they did so much. What you guys have done in the past is nothing to what you guys are going to do and what your, where your goals and aspirations are and how many ind individuals' lives that you've actually touched. You know, people say this all the time that there's companies out there and there's individuals out there that are life-changing and that word to me is used too frequently. It is. It, it really is. You guys are changing lives. You got you guys you guys really, really are changing lives. Not only with everything you have here, but with the the charity work, everything that nobody really gets to hear about and see. It, it's special. It's special. You should honestly, everybody in here, I don't do this too often, but you guys should acknowledge yourselves. You really did. You really did. Because most people won't. Most people won't. Well, I mean, dude, look, man, it's just, what else are we going to fucking do? You know what I'm saying? Got to keep working, got to keep moving. And, you know, you know, as well as anybody, it hadn't been, it's not been, it never is easy. It's never easy. And, um, you know, I, I, I feel fortunate to have you uh, in, in our lives because, dude, honestly, and I've told you this and I've said this on the podcast. That first book you wrote, man, fucking saved my life. You know what I'm saying? I felt fucking crazy. Um, and when you're when you're a success driven individual like most of you are that are listening, um, the world isn't built for that. You know, the world's built for mediocrity. And you know, all of you guys out there who are struggling and who think you're crazy and who think like, you know, uh, people don't understand. Well, they don't understand. That's that. You're exactly right. And one of the things that has happened to me 
over the course of my business career that has made a massive difference was discovering Tim's book, Relentless. Um, and, and coincidentally, we're here to talk about today his second book, which is amazing. And what I want to do is uh, kind of go through, man, and, and just talk about winning and, and what it takes and, you know, who's built for it, who is it, and, and uh, talk about those things, man. Because as, as, as you guys may or may not know, Tim um, has a long career of coaching some of the, the most elite performance uh, performers in the world, whether it's business or whether it's athletics. Um, and I'm talking about Michael Jordan. I'm talking about Kobe Bryant. We're talking about D Wade. We're talking about tons and tons of high level business executives. I'm one of them. Sal's one of them. Um, and bro, I'm just super excited to do the show and talk about this. It's an honor. Andy. Yeah. It's an honor. I, and the best part is of it is I get both you guys here. That, that's, that, that's, that was important to us. That was important to us. And you know, obviously it's not my show, but I am the guest today. I did request a third family member to join us at some point, but we'll see what happens later well, on. Yeah, <laughs> we were, we, we, Tim, Tim wants Tim wants a big gym in here, but I, we said right before the show um, we will not get anything talked about. <laughs> <laughs> but you would laugh. Yeah, you would definitely laugh. So, do we want to learn about how to kick ass, or do we just want to fuck off? Maybe maybe we'll talk about kicking ass and, and then, then fuck, fuck off. off. All right, all right. <laughs> so, dude. You know, it's been what? How many years since the first book? It's gone eight years. Eight years. Eight years. And I know people have been really, really, really hungry for the second book. Man. Yeah. You know what, Andy? It was very important to us. You know, everybody wants to just keep coming out with information and it's the same information over and over again. What we didn't want to do is we didn't want people to read this book and say, it's just like Relentless. Right. Yeah. This book is actually, it's a, it's a continuing talk of relentless. So you have the relentless mindset and now it's winning. Winning is in all of us. You know what you just, what you just said is just, but winners don't think normal. Mm -mm. They don't think normal. You have to, everyone says, think outside the box. When you guys built this facility, when you guys started First Form, you didn't think outside the box. There was no box. Mm -hmm. There was no box. And when you're, when you're in the chase, when you're in that chase for greatness, when you're in that chase to win, the ability to block out all the noise, everything that any, you have to be kind of like you have to be in the studio. This has got to be like where your head has to be. The only things you hear are the things that are most important to you. You don't hear all the clatter going on outside. You don't hear this person. You don't hear that person. You don't hear that. You don't hear that person. And that's what winning's about. That's what winning is about. And winning, it's there all the time. Every single day you have an opportunity to win. Don't you? Yeah. Every single day. We, everybody in this room, every single day you have the opportunity wins. They're there. And when you see those wins and when you capture those wins, they bring you a little closer to what's next, a little closer to what's next, a little closer to what's next. But most people don't even want to get in the race. No. And dude, I think that, you know, we've talked about this 
this is one of our favorite things to talk about is the culture of winning has been diluted tremendously. Um, you know, over your career. I mean, think back, dude, when you started, man, like how uh, the difference is between how many more people wanted and seeked a life of high performance versus now where it's like, it's almost villainized where it's like, oh, well, if you want to win, there's something wrong with you. Or if you, you're selfish or you're uh, this or that. And the thing is, guys, that you have to understand the world fucking needs winners. Like you have, people have to win. If people don't win, how do other people know that you can actually win? You know what I mean? And so people, my biggest thing for people is, you know, you guys have to understand that winning is a fucking noble thing. No matter what your progressive teachers might say or what you might read in Cosmopolitan or what you might hear on fucking, you know, the latest talk show, dude, winning is a noble thing. And, and the reason it's noble is because it inspires people to be better themselves. When they see you win, you know, you might not know who's paying attention. You might not understand who is watching you or taking notes from you. But when you win, somebody else is going to win because of that. And lots of times, multiple people, most of the time, multiple people are going to win because of that. And this is the biggest thing that I struggle with trying to communicate winning, especially to like the younger generation, right? Because they've been growing up in the school system that says everybody gets trophy, everybody, uh, you know, feelings uh, are what matters most, not the actual result. And, and that's just not the truth. And the one thing that has been, you know, that I'd like to hear your take on is, is why, why is it that, you know, why do you think it is that people value feelings more than winning now? And also, what is the difference between the winner's mindset versus the someone who's like, is it, can it go together or can it not? You can have, listen, you can still have feelings and win, but you're, and we talk about this in a book on winning. Your mind has to be stronger than your feelings. Your mind, in order to win, your mind has to be stronger than your feelings. All right, when you make those tough decisions, think about every decision that you've made and your feelings were stronger than your mind. It's a fucked up decision. Every time. Every, every single, single time. Yeah. Every single time. All right. When you make decisions from your mind, they're tough decisions. People are going to get hurt. They're not going to like the truth. You're going to have to hold that. You're going to have to hold them accountable. All right. So it's so much easier to deal with the people's feelings. You know, everyone says, listen, tell me the truth. All right. Well, what does, when you happens, when you tell somebody the truth, it makes them more emotional. Yeah. All right. Which brings out their feelings, which leads to what? Less results. Yeah. It leads to the cloud that it clouds their logical, factual mind and keeps them from the ability to make the right decision, which dude, if we're being completely honest, this is what's going on in the world today, right? Antagonize, 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 anger, 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 hate, 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 divide, 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 emotion, emotion, emotion. Oh, now you got to make a decision, you know, and dude, that's just not how it works. And everybody's looking for these steps. You know, (laughs) I had another guy in the mentor space, and when he found out we were reading a new, uh, the new, uh, when we were writing the new book, he says, dude, I've been telling you this forever. You got to have steps. You got to have steps. People want, people want steps. 
Are there really five or 10 steps to winning? Are there really five to 10 steps to greatness? Are there really five or 10 steps to success? Those steps are infinite. Yeah. Those steps are infinite. And plus, you can't even see those steps. You don't even know if they're there, if they're, they're constantly changing. You, you don't know if they're going to shift. You don't know. You Sometimes you got to just, you just got to know that step is there and you got to be willing, willing to take it. Everyone in here works out. I don't care what kind of shape you're in. Go run a flight of steps. That shit is hard. Yeah. That shit is hard. Well, I think the emotional intelligence to, to winning is an important evolving cycle, right? When you talked about earlier about where we're at in business, you know, we understand it. We have a fucking huge fight in front of us, but the experience and the emotional, you know, we used to respond emotionally and we talked about last week, you know, we gamble and facts. Now we, we have experience of setting emotion aside and realizing, that, all right, we have a fucking, we have a plan. We have to attack this plan. And part of that plan, I'd is, say you're good at setting the emotion aside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, else yeah. That might not be. <laughs> no, but that's also why we work well together. Right. Yeah. Andrew's highly emotional and I'm, I'm very non emotional I've learned to, to remove emotion, but where Andrew's emotion comes through, the truth comes out right. from his side and it allows, it really allows the playing field to be played. Right. I can see, we can see what's going on. And I've learned in, in my business experience and in my relationship and in leadership when I learned to remove emotion from, from the table, mine included, theirs included, and deal in facts, we can get to where we want to go a lot faster. And the faster I learned to remove that hurdle out of the way, you know, are you going to remove their emotions? No, but you can help them teach them to remove their emotions, which helps them win. And I think, you know, that's why the mind plays such a huge role in, in setting up the table for each individual winning, specifically in a corporate environment, right? You got to teach them like, hey, this is Wait, not- What kind of environment? A non-corporate badass right. kicking fucking. Yeah, we are not in a corporate uh, environment here. We I use corporate environment because we're growing and right. he, gets, he gets mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> that's but it's a true. Fu- that's a fucking dirty word here, bro. <laughs> no, but but it's true because it you know it gets hard, man. Like you know when it was three or four of us, like we were fucking highly competitive people. Yeah. So we were in we're in the battle together, like all fucking day. Well, you scale to three hundred, you got to teach those people what it takes to be successful. And I took a note because you said it. You know, the fear to not play the fear of losing, the fear of what happens if, in my experience, has been, you know, the detriment to a lot of my friends, you know, a lot of my family members. They're so afraid of fucking losing that they never give them chan- themselves a chance to win. Right. And could you, I mean, you want to talk about a step, like step one, if you want to hit a home run, you got to walk your fucking ass up to that batter's box. All right. How do you do that? So, you know what? Here it is. You talked about that. All right. Every athlete I've ever dealt with. All right. And we've talked to everybody in this room. All right. We've all, when you guys, when you sat down and put this blueprint together for this facility and you're like, man, we're 200,000 square feet. You got to admit there was a little bit of fear, but there was no doubt. There was no doubt. So when you step up into that plate, when you take that lat, you when you take that last shot, everybody's got it. Everyone's got a little fear. There, there's, you know, about hey, how's this going? What's the end results going to be? What the? But they don't have doubt, and that's the huge. That's the huge. That's the huge difference. Listen, you can jump out of a plane. And, you know, I've done this, and Andy said, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing. I'm not doing this. You know, I'm. I don't know how many feet up I'm in the air. The guy throws a door opening and no, don't push me out. <laughs> I said, don't fucking touch me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I throw myself out. <laughs> and 
yeah, there was some fear, but I had no doubt that everything was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna figure. Th- I was gonna figure things out. When you have this going on here, yeah, you got you got fear of the next step, but there's no doubt in your abilities on what you're going to be able to do. And when you don't have that doubt, it allows it keeps your emotions under control, and you keep going, and you keep going, and you keep going. You need that fear because that fear pushes you beyond what you would normally push yourself, what you would normally push yourself. I think fear yeah, it helps gets you, you to move, dude. It, it, gets, it gets you to move. It's like I'm sitting here thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of, you know, nowadays, you know, I'm not playing any competitive sports, but I'm thinking in terms of like maybe a speaking engagement. You know what I'm saying? Like people are like, dude, how the fuck do you do that? Well, I just fucking do it. And I know that I'm good enough to go out there and, and, and it, it, it's either going to be, or it isn't going to be. And demand it six is, figures and demand six figures for it. Yeah. But dude, that's what it is though. Like I, I don't go up when I'm getting ready to go speak in front of 10,000 people and say, Oh man, I, I don't know if I can do this. Like I go up there and I'm like, I know I could do it, but you know, I might strike out too. And if I do fuck it, you put an A swing on it. Man. I don't give a shit. Like right. that's the thing. It's like, but, it, the, but that's the thing the the, the, if you had doubt, you wouldn't go out. You couldn't no. get. You couldn't get on that stage. Yeah. You couldn't get on that. And that fear is, yeah, I might strike out. Yeah, I might strike out. But guess what? <laughs> There's another speaking engagement. You get another turn. It. You get another turn. It back. That's it. Yeah. And that's that's. I was thinking about this just last night. I was thinking about you know the difference between people who can do things like that that are difficult for most people, right? Like most people will 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 say public speaking is worse than dying, right? And like, I, I always think that's like funny. Cause I'm like, dude, what, what, how bad can it really be, bro? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I burned myself down in front of people lots of times yeah. before I ever got paid a fucking dollar to go speak in front of anybody. Well, so what's you know? the, what's the, uh, so you get on, what are the feelings you get from, uh, uh, from public speaking, uh, public speaking, you know, if you get, you know, you're nervous, you're hot, you're cold, you start to, you start to sweat, you, you know, you get, a, you start to shake a little bit. Well, at least you get to be alive with doing all those things when yeah. you're dead. You don't get to do any of that perspective. <laughs> well, I learned, you don't get to I do think any of it. fear, you know, for me, fear helps me more in the, in the preparing state than it does in the playing state. Yes. You know, fear of the what if is yeah, like, dude. if I don't fucking train, yeah. I'm going to get my ass beat. You yes. know what I mean? If, yes. if I don't know the knowledge and I can't spew it. Right. And so fear always, I try to use as a motivator, a motivation that's a great tool. Point. To keep me, but that's so, what it is. Yeah. That's yeah. how. That's how you. But most people fear it paralyzes them. It paralyzes them, and, and because it's just what you know. What you guys are saying, it allows you to stay in your safe. It allows you to stay in your safety net. You guys could have been like, you know what? Hey, we got a great thing going on over there. We got a nice little business. We're we're okay. We're doing good. Our numbers are good. Everything everything is, it's it's good. It's good. All right. But the fear of not doing more and the fear of like what we're actually leaving behind and how much growth we still have, that propelled you said, we're doing this. Yeah, dude, I think for for me in that regard, with with pushing forward with the business, you know, I, I've just, I mean, dude, think about it in terms of athletes. How many, how many gifted athletes have you seen? And I'm obviously not talking about names or anything. But how many gifted athletes have you seen that get to a point, we talk about this with, with sales reps, they get to a point where they, you know, they might've made the league, they made MLB, they made NFL, right? And 
they have the capacity to be a Hall of Famer. But it, we, dude, even a layperson sees this. You know, we have all these great athletes that have great potential to be maybe the greatest of all time if they were hungry to do that. But we don't see that. We don't see these people materialize. And Sal and I talk about this all the time. But I think, you know, I really do believe that you cannot maintain, you know, there, there's, dude, in business, if we were to say, hey, we're good, let's just stay right where we are, it's only a matter of time before one of these other guys behind us fucking eats us up. And there's, there is no, you know, even in sports or whether whatever it is, it, there is no place that you get to where all of a sudden everything's comfortable. Because if you find yourself in that comfort space, bro, you're about to lose. You are about to lose and you just don't see it coming, <laughs> you know? And, and dude, we see this with companies. Dude, I can't tell you how many companies I've seen who have gotten pretty good traction. Dude, I could name 10 off the top of my head in the last three years. I'm like, oh, dude, you know exactly what oh, I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> oh, these guys, they were hot. Oh, these guys, where the fuck are they now? It's only been a fucking year. That's all you got? Like, dude, so we, we the comfort that we get from having a little bit of achievement keeps us from being what we actually could be. Exactly. You know, listen, I got a thing in a book. Winning throws a huge party in your honor. Yeah. Because you won. Then the next time it right. refuses to give you the time or place. Yeah. It's like it locks the key on you. You said that one thing. What did you say? You said one that that dude was so good and it's so fucking true. But I know that most people don't get it. And I know that most people don't get it because I posted the motherfucking quote in my story and nobody reacted nobody to it. Nobody It was like two, uh, like two people. And you were one of yeah. them. And I'm like, all right, well, I got two motherfuckers to know what that is. Yeah. And like, dude, it said something. I can't remember the exact quote, but it said, you know, uh, similar to what you just said, like winning throws a party. But the point that stuck with me was you wake up alone. Leaves you with the tab and you wake Fucking up alone. Fucking right it does, bro. I hear it says, winner is a lover who takes you to paradise all night and then you wake up alone. That's a That's fucking right. fact. Dude, that's fucking true. Alone. And dude, people, what you got now? But people don't get that. They don't understand that. They think that like once you win, like dude, I hear this shit about me all the time. They're like, bro, what? Because dude, obviously I'm fucking high, strong, high energy, yeah. and I'm intense. People are like, dude, what are you? What are you? What the fuck's wrong with you, bro? You got nothing to worry about. And I, like, if I stop and think about it for like three seconds, I'm like, man, you're you're right. I don't have anything to worry about, but I'm worrying so I don't have to worry. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? You, you're not. Here's the thing, Andy. You guys aren't, you're not worried about yourselves. That's no. Right. We're about them. Yeah. You're worried about, you're worried man. about the 300 people out here and all the legionnaires you have that are relying on you to continue to worry about them because they don't understand what worrying is yet. They're still in that state. They're still in that state where they use their heart. You guys have come to a place now where you're not heartless, but you learn to use your heart less. Well, dude, a I, huge think, difference. I actually think, and I'm curious as to what you think about this, but I actually think that that is the actual way to care. Like I see that as the way of caring, right? Like it, a lot of people like to do this thing where they're like, oh, Tim, give me a big hug here, bro. You know, it's okay. Uh, you know, I love you. No, 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 no. no, dude, if you really love someone, you teach them how to fucking win. Yes. And, and dude, that requires... A little bit less heart sometimes. It, yes, it does. What list? What did I do when you were in there? I told it. Yeah. I said, "Hey, turn the camera off. I got to talk to my boy yeah. real quick." 
Yeah. All this is all wonderful. This is all great. Yeah. But I need to ask him a question. Yeah. That that was the most important. That, that was one of the most important things yeah. I need to ask when I just saw him. I said, "Hey, turn that camera off. Let me holler at you for a second. Yeah. Well, I think That's you know it. part of winning is surrounding yourself with people that can that will do that to you. You know what I mean? They can have that conversation truthfully, with you. truthfully yes. from a good place. Like, hey, bro, um, that's not helping you. Yeah. You know, from my point of view, that's not helping you. Um, this will help. Well, and I think that's where confrontation gets a bad, a bad rap. You know, like confrontation doesn't, you don't have to be a dick, you know, but learning to speak the truth and hold your ground, especially for people you care about, is an important factor in team winning. Andy, what you just said earlier about these companies disappearing. Winning has no loyalty to you. No, no. And fuck, it's the no, one night stand, bro. That, that is a misconception. People think that. Yeah. Winning like has I no once. So now I'm a winner. It's automatic. Yeah. yeah. No, bro. This, to, it, what day is it? Oh, it's fucking Thursday. You won yesterday? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, go write it down somewhere, <laughs> bro. Right. I'll see you Friday morning. Yeah. You, the, the quote that sticks with me every time, you know, talks about that. I always, I always, you know, life's like a tree. You're either growing or dying. Like the second you stop to grow, it means you start to die. That's the day. Like whatever day you choose to stop showing up, stop fucking working, stop committing, stop fucking ex- you know, excellence. Mm-hmm. The second you give in, you're on the downward path. It takes one instant to turn a champion into a loser. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, you see this all the time, like when there's a, cause I know you're the contract year guy, but you know, when you see a player going into their contract year, we talk about athletes with talent when it's contract year, oh, arbitration year, they're busting the their fucking ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're fucking, you know, Nuts in all day, every day. The second they sign that money deal, you see who's got it and who doesn't. Yeah, but see, dude, like I'm not attracted to dudes like that. Like like people in general who who want that kind of winning. Like that is not my vibe. That's not winning. Like, no, it's not. It, it, it's not. It's like not if you're winning. doing it for the fucking money or for the prize or whatever. I, I, I know you can be beat pretty easily. You know what I mean? Like how easy is it to beat someone who... Who is only playing for that contract? Oh, listen. Yeah. It's not about the glory. It's not about the payday. <laughs> Winning is about the obstacles and the challenges. That's what that's what keeps you going. That's what keeps keeps you saying, hey, I want more. I'm going through this. That's what win that's what winning is about. You know, everyone like, yeah, you get this feeling from winning. You get this feeling from winning. And I don't know, Andy, I, I think this might be your thing. Um that said, uh, what is it about the fun winning is more fun than fun is? Or no, something? no, that was Ed. So okay. when Ed was here, Ed said, Ed said, uh, winning is more fun than fun is fun. Okay. Yeah. But oh, fuck, that was good shit. Getting to winning is not fucking fun. No, no it isn't. Fuck no. Uh, getting to winning. And that's what everybody wants. Everybody thinks getting, getting to winning should be fun because you don't see you don't see what it takes to get to what it gets to that part. And if you stay in that fun stage too long, when you get to winning, you lose. Say that again. Yeah. You're going to lose. I I got a quote. That's a 24 hour rule, man. Look at Saban. You fucking see Saban go up there after he wins a national title. Motherfuckers pissed off. (laughs) We got work work to do. It's a great fuck you guys. (laughs) Good job, guys. Yeah, right. I'm going back to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a great quote by Bobby Knight, and it's it's just when you guys said it, it says, the will to win is not nearly as important as the will to prepare to win. Everyone wants to win, but not everyone wants to prepare to win. Preparing to win is where the determination that you will win is made. Once the game or test or project is underway, it's too late to prepare to win. The actual game, test, or project is just the end of a long process that's getting ready in which the outcome was 
already really determined. So if you want to win, you must prepare to win. Once you prepare to win, winning is almost anticlimactic. Dude, but that's, I think that perspective difference is really the difference. Like, dude, I mean, you've been around literally the top of the top of the top of the top. And I've had, I've been fortunate enough to be around a few people like that myself. Here's what I noticed that they all do. Every single one of them. They all look at it the exact same way that I've been describing it to you guys for fucking years. Every day is a chance to win. And so they look at it like this. Like, okay, you've got 30 days, right? And you've got your event on day 31. They're going to prepare. Let's just say, but really that 30 days is like three years. But let's just say it's 30 days for sake of argument. How many days of those 30 days up to the win did you win? And it's basically almost like a, it's like a, you're like ticking up the the hill, right? And then you get to the little, the climax and that's the game. And you just kind of do what you've fucking been doing only on the game day. On a game day. Yeah. And you get a little bit more people clapping. And then guess what happens? At the end of that fucking win, you go way down here and you start over. And that's where it goes. And like, dude, that's how I... Everybody I know that's a champion, like big time, thinks like that. They think like that. Yeah. They think what a win, a day win. Did I win today? Right. Did I win the day before that? And I'm I'm going to win today. I'm going to win tomorrow. And 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 dude, that's why it's anticlimactic because it's like, dude, well, no shit, I won. Back to the grind. Yeah. My, my, one of my high school coaches, he always told us games. You know, high school Friday night lights. Games are not won on Friday. They're won in practice on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. You can just show up Friday and see what happens. I mean, it's the same. I, I, I agree. Yeah, with but 100%. I think people. I, I think the people. I think this is a big difference between the average person who's out there trying to win, who sees it as like, "Oh, I've got this event in thirty days," and you know, hopefully, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm going to work pretty hard to get there. That's not what champions do, dude. No. Champions systematize the the fucking whole process. I won Monday. I won Tuesday. I won Wednesday. I won Thursday. I won Friday. I gave everything I could today. I give everything I could tomorrow. Dude, when Michael Jordan was coming into practice, dude, he didn't come in and 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 fucking start doing 360 dunks. He started with fucking chest passes. Yep. And you start every day with the basic shit. I don't know, man. It's a big difference between how like most people think and how true proven achievers consistently win. Listen. And, yeah, go ahead. Winning Winning takes you to hell. It takes you to hell. And if you quit, that's where you'll stay. So what happens is it's a never-ending trip back and forth. You know, I use this adage in the book. Sal, you, you've been on this. You played, you played out baseball at the highest level. You get on that bus. Bus takes you to a game, or it takes you to the World Series. It takes you know Michael Jordan to the champ to the championship. The bus has one sign on it. You know it says this is whatever arena it's going to. You get there after you win the champ after you've won that game. That sign changes. That bus is taking you back to hell because if you want to taste winning again. That's what it's going to do. It's exactly what you said. Yeah. They take those little steps. They get there, then they're back. Then they're back. Then they're back over. Then they're back over here again. Think about when you guys built this. When this. When this was done. When this thing was. I mean, it's not even done. Done yet. But when everything was in there, you walked in here, 
And you guys looked around, and you probably celebrated for how long it took you to walk through this facility. Well, we fought first. No, yeah, we did. We did. We did. Yeah, we did. We got in a fist fight. But what happened, really what happened, well, what actually happened was we had everybody down here and everybody walked through and, and everybody, it was so overwhelming that nobody said shit. So him and I were like, fuck, dude, did, did they not like it? Did did like it? Text message on the way home. Yeah, I said, like, dude, like, we th- did, did the guys not like it? I felt, I felt bad. And we yeah, were sitting there talking like to each other. Up. Like, fuck, man, maybe, yeah. we, maybe we did something wrong. Like yeah. these guys don't like it. Because they were all super quiet and it, it was the opposite. But dude, the thing, the thing about what you're saying that I love the most is that this is how, this is, this is how you win consistently over the course of your life, guys. What, what we're describing here, this is why you don't see Tom. Did we see Tom Brady celebrate after the Super Bowl? Fuck yeah. Motherfucker got fucked up. It was awesome. Yeah, it was beautiful. Good job, Tom. You deserve that. What's he doing today? What's he doing the next day? I'm sure the next day he worked out hung over as fuck, but I guarantee he got it done. Guaranteed. And dude, this is why you guys don't see people who are consistent winners celebrating their wins the way that that you all think they should celebrate because dude everybody who's winning at that level understands that that was that was no different than going to a fucking dinner that was no different than going to 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 your house for dinner like uh i gotta make some uh mashed potatoes made some turkey made some steaks or whatever went over there we ate the fucking dinner today we got to figure out to eat again and that's what winning's about dude like and and this is why you guys don't you know, people who don't win, what do they talk about? Well, they talk about that fucking MVP shit that they got back in high school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fucking 37 years ago. No one gives a fuck, bro. What'd you do since then? Well, it's an interesting thing too. It's like, cause you say it often, I'm sure you say it more beautifully than I do, but there's a certain point where you expect to win because you know the amount of work that you put in to get there. There's no other outcome that can come out other than me dominating this. Other than Do me you know winning. anybody great that doesn't expect like absolutely expect to win. I don't like, I, I don't, I don't know anybody. No, that's, I, that's goes into the thing about the fear and doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah. You know, there's like, they don't lack confidence. I, I, I'm telling you the one thing they, that the, every single individual I've trained at the highest, highest, highest level, they don't lack confidence. You know, Kobe's Kobe used to always say, he goes, he in one game he missed nine straight shots, all right? And he ended up the game he was like ended up going like for two for twenty one. And they asked him, "Why'd you keep shooting?" He goes, "Because if I would have stopped shooting, the team would have known I lost confidence. I didn't lose my confidence. I didn't lose my confidence. All right, what happens to those to mediocrity to to those athletes that?" aren't really, they're champions for a moment. They do lack confidence, but the greatest, the best of the best, Tiger Woods doesn't lack confidence. Michael Jordan didn't lack confidence. Kobe didn't lack confidence. Dwayne didn't lack confidence. LeBron doesn't lack confidence. Those individuals, the young lady, what's her name? Tia Claire. You get her on, ask her right now. No, dude. I I Ask her if she lacks confidence. You couldn't get that fucking far without it. You can't get, you can't get, you can't even get in the game without that. You know, and that's something that you guys have to understand, too, when you're listening to this. You better figure out how to build the confidence in yourself because you won't get to that level. You won't even get in the fucking game 
until you have that self-confidence. That's not a, that's amateur shit. It's like motivation. Yeah. Motivation is entry level. Yeah. I mean, like literally it's, it's entry level. You're like, how many times, <laughs> I laugh at this because you get so frustrated over this. You're like, how many times do I got to keep saying the same shit over and over and over and over again? <laughs> I'm like, dude, like seriously, like I just, and you get this, you look away from the camera, you get your head on you, it's like, and then you look away, just like, how many times do I keep, got to keep telling you the same thing over and over and over again? Some people are just satisfied with entry level. Yeah, dude. They're just, they're, they're just, they're happy to be in the game. Or they're happy to identify themselves as a winner when they're really not a winner. Yeah. Like, I, oh yeah, dude, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a this, I, you know, cause it's been glorified now. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a big difference between, uh, you know, <laughs> between glory and, uh, and grit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there's a huge difference. And you know, we talked about grind earlier and everybody talking about, I'm in the grind. I'm in the grind. Well, what happens when you, if you, if you were to take something and you kept grinding it, what would happen? It turns into fucking dust. It turns into dust. All right. So when you look at our, have you guys ever done a party here? We have an ice sculpture or something. You ever done something? Okay. The ice sculpture start. It's a piece of, it's a piece of block. What do they do? They grind away the unnecessary. They take away the unnecessary to form what you guys are looking at. All right. What did you guys do to become this company? You grinded it into the form, first form of the way you guys wanted this company to be. You took away the unessentials. You took away the stuff that wasn't needed. You grinded it until it took form in the way of what your vision was. And now, this is what it, this is what happens. So if people just they just grind and they end up grinding into nothing. You got to grind with a purpose and understand. Winning wants to know what form it's going to see you as. It wants to know what form it's going to see you as. Otherwise, it's going to turn you into dust. Well, I think going back and correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew, because when Andrew talks about this book saved his life, it's important. It's important to understand what that means because when you go through that process. And it's not as glamorous as you think. And everybody tells you it's this way, but they're not really putting Dude, in the wind. nobody fucking gets it. Yeah. Nobody fucking gets you it. You think no. you're crazy. No, you are crazy because nobody fucking gets it. By definition, you are the outlier. Like, dude, I've tried, I try to explain this to people all the time. You know, like I might get moody or I might be snappy or something. And somebody's like, well, what's wrong? I'm like, bro, look, I could explain it, but you won't get it. You won't get it. And, and you'll think you get it, and you won't, and that'll just get me more irritated. So let's just fucking stop right here. You know why they're yeah. going to say they get it? Because they just don't want to, they're like, I don't even know what the hell this guy's talking about anymore. Yeah, so let me just, right. let me just they agree with accepted. Yeah, let me just agree yeah. with them to end the you, quickest way to end a conversation, just agree with the yeah. person. Yeah. And, That's but, it. I, but I think, you know, as a, as a, as a youngster coming up, like, you know, you, you, you crave this, whatever this is. And, and it's what you need to learn to do is winning is actually falling in love with the process of winning. And the big picture win comes through falling in love with that process because falling in love with the process is what creates the perpetual cycle of winning. And of that's preparation of preparation, which yeah. is the fucking crazy factor because now your friends judge you for, you know, do, why do you care so much? Why do you fucking show up so much? Why do you work so hard? Yeah, but Here's what I'll say to that. Why the fuck don't you? That's right. That's right. Why don't you fucking care enough? 
Why don't you fucking work a little harder? Why are you happy with where the fuck you are? Why is it that all these motherfuckers get to judge people like me or like you or these other fuckers? Like, dude, look, man, the world's not set up for fucking high achievers, bro. That's why high achievers are special. So you guys out there who are like on this journey, I would highly recommend you start reading Relentless and then move into winning because, first of all, you're going to feel alone. That's part of the deal. It's not negotiable. It's not an option. There's no like fucking speed cheat hack pass that you can buy to get around that feeling. Like, dude, none of your friends are going to get you. Probably your family's not going to get you. Uh, Certainly Facebook is not going to get you and Instagram and all these other things. Dude, who gives a fuck? It doesn't matter. That shit's irrelevant. What all that matters here is can you get yourself in a position to what Sal's talking about where you love the preparation, you love the grind, you love the that day by day routine. You guys see what I post on Instagram? I post the same motherfucking thing literally every fucking day. Do I do that because I'm not creative? No. I'm doing that very intentionally. I'm doing that because I'm showing you that winning on a huge fucking scale is monotonous as fuck. And if you can't pick that up from watching me post yet, you ain't got it, bro. Okay? This is the point. So when you can train yourself to love that day-to-day-to-day routine, like Sal says, falling in love with the process, motherfucker, you ain't really going to love it. Like, a lot of you guys hear this shit and you're like, uh, well, I don't really love that shit. Nobody fucking loves it. <laughs> Nobody fucking loves it. We fucking love what it produces. And dude, falling in love with the process, it, it, that's it's it's kind of a misleading term. And so I don't want you to like, like, dude, nobody, look, dude, when I'm out in the squat rack and I feel like I'm going to fucking throw up and I can't see straight because I got sweat in my eyes and I'm fucking four, over 40 years old, my ass is touching the ground. I feel like my hips are going to fucking explode. You think I love that shit? No, but I like the way I look afterwards. I like the way I feel. I like the way I can perform. I like all the other shit that comes from it. So if we can train ourselves to understand what it is that we're that we love about it, like dude, right now, literally today, right now, as long as I execute today, tomorrow I will literally be the best I've ever been in my life because I'm at the highest physical conditioning I've ever been at. I'm in the best place mentally I've ever been at. And so if I execute today, I know I'm a, tomorrow I can literally fucking get on the internet if I want and say, this is the literal, this is, this is my win. I fucking won. But no, I don't. I'm going to get up the day after that and I'm going to keep going and keep going and keep going. Listen, peep, the language of winning is totally different. It's totally different. You know, every, I asked all my athletes, you know, what, what is the language? What, what is, what does winning in one word mean to you? And, you know, everybody wants to give you the, the cliches of all this, you know, oh, it's fantastic. It's this, it's that. This is what they said. I said, describe winning in one word. And these are the, the competitors, the best of the best in business, athletics, whatever. Uncivilized. It's hard. It's nasty. It's dirty. It's rough. It's unpolished. It's unapologetic. It's unforgiving. Pretty accurate. All right. And then you know what Kobe said? He said winning is everything. That's accurate too. Okay. 
you can ask, you go out, I guarantee, go out and just in your next meeting, make sure this doesn't come out. Ask the guys, they're that. Tell them to describe winning in one word to them and see what they say. None of this will come up. None of this will come up. And this is what, this is, this is what, what else will come up though. Cause like I'm listening, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty fucking, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Like, I mean, dude. Yeah. I, but that's because you've, no, I get it. You, yeah. Yeah. That, that, Tim, I got, I got a question, you know, in regards, cause you, you, you hit on this earlier. What is the difference between confidence and ego? Confidence means you can deliver. Ego means you just talk, but you got to have both. I don't care who you are. Listen, <laughs> ego is about the individual. All right, confidence is about yourself and the team. All right, but every badass I know has an ego. Yeah, dude, you got to have that ability on the inside of your voice to, like, dude, ego gets villainized, and I think un, um, unfairly and and untruthfully. Um, you know, right now in the feel good world of of bullshit that we all live in. Um, you know, everybody likes to say, oh, that guy's got a big ego. Well, no fucking shit he does. Look at all the fucking shit he did. Yeah. He earned that big yeah. ego. That's what I'm saying. He earned that. He and earned that say big it ego. like it's a bad thing, bro. Right. But like, I'm going to tell you, and you could speak to this. Um, what's going on in your fucking head when you're walking up to a baseball diamond, a plate, and when the dude's throwing 102 fucking miles an hour? I'm going to shove this thing up your ass. Yeah. If it's anything other than that, you can't even walk the fucking 50 feet from the dugout to the fucking plate. Yeah. And like, dude, that's the same thing when you speak in front of a big crowd. I was trying to get to like, dude, if I sat there and fucking told myself, oh, well, fuck, dude, I don't know if I can do this, blah, blah, blah. You know, I would go up there and look like a fucking clown. But you know what I tell myself? I'm the baddest motherfucker that ever fucking, that these fucking people will ever fucking see. Dude, I had, and I run out on the stage and I fucking do it. Yeah. And dude, that anybody who plays at a high level, sport, business, anything, Bro, you could see it on their fucking face when they start to talk to themselves like that. I'll give you an I'll give you an example of a of a story. So back in the day, um, this you guys got to be a basketball historian a little bit, but will everybody everybody know in here? Allen Iverson came into the league. Oh yeah, big Michael Jordan fan. Big Michael Jordan fan. Prac- talk about right. practice. Yeah, big Michael Jordan fan. First NBA game. All right, against uh, against the Chicago against the Chicago Bulls. So Iverson, you know, they're both starting. Allen comes up, Mike, I'm a big fan of yours, da 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 all this other stuff. Michael says, welcome to the league, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking funny, he goes, dude. That's what he said. He goes, welcome yeah. to the league. And, and, I, I, and with, a, with a, like that voice, I'm about to destroy you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm about to destroy. And then afterwards, yeah, you want to have my shoes? We can talk. Yeah. Right now, what is that's confidence and ego talking yeah, yeah. right I now. I had a coach. Yeah. Going back to the 100 mile an hour thing. So I had a coach, his name was Gene Tennis. And I think he's got six World Series rings. I think he's one of two people that have six World Series rings. And he was our, he was our she's hitting instructor. She's shaking her head. So she's, she's a big, yeah. big she's a base, she's a, she's a big baseball. He was a great man. I loved, go ahead. Person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Gene Tennis was a great man. I, and honestly, he's the first, I didn't learn to hit until I was almost finished. Like I almost broke my leg. And I remember we had a guy throwing 100 miles an hour. And, uh, you know, the buzz around the clubhouse, you know, fuck, this guy's throwing his fucking heat, you know? And, you know, you, until you see 100 miles an hour, you don't recognize, you don't realize how fast it is. It's fucking, it's, it's humming. And, uh, and everybody, we were in BP and I, he come back there. And I, you know, I've always, I've always had, you know, ego, confidence, whatever you want to say. Even, you know, he could tell, I was like, you know, you get a little nervous getting in there, you know, first time against it. 
And he's like, you know what I'd say, Sal, against people like that? He's like, I wonder what that motherfucker's thinking about me because he knows I'm going to fucking drive this thing right up his fucking ass. And I think in my head, fuck yeah, I got the wrong fucking mindset. That motherfucker's thinking, what happens when I face Sal for selling, right? So I never forget sitting on the back of the cage. He's Everybody's talking about that pitcher and Gene, Gene Tennis, six World Series rings. He's like, no, fuck him. He's thinking about me. Yes. Today, he's in the clubhouse thinking about me. And that's that, you know, it's, hey, yeah. welcome to the league, little bitch. You well, know what I mean? must have the biggest ego ever because that's how I always fucking think. No, but it was such a great Like, trend. I'm like, you should be fucking worried that I'm that I'm even thinking about you. Like, like these other companies that, like, you know, take their little jabs and shit at us. I'm like, bro, do you know what the fuck you're doing? Like, <laughs> do, do you know that I will fucking, I'm, I'm fucking sitting here right now knowing that I'm going to kick your fucking ass everywhere and you're making... You're smiling at me when I'm behind the cage. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I love that shit. But that's a that's a mindset. Yeah. That I think you, you know, you have to learn to adapt it. You know, confidence and ego, they they can go together, in my opinion. And I think having a having a good strong ego with confidence is a fucking is a great recipe. We talked about listen, I'm not gonna share the story we talked about over breakfast. All right. Oh yeah. All right. So <laughs> I was like, wait, what? You gotta <laughs> tell me the one some ego involved in that. Of course. Of course. All right. And your confidence to go get the end result. That's right. So, so Tim, can I ask, so where does arrogance come into play? Arrogance me, arrogance is me. Arrogance means all you do is talk. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, there's nothing behind what you can do. Listen, if you're going to go out there and say, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. You got to go out and do it. And that's what people don't want to do because they listen. There's a battlefield that's going on in your mind every single day. There's a battlefield that goes on in here. All right. And if you can't win that battlefield, if you can't control that battlefield that's going on, you got no chance. You got no chance to handle anything else because there's bombs exploding in here all the time, every single day that are telling you you can't win. That's a terrible idea. What the fuck are you doing? Here's one for you guys. This costs too much. <laughs> right? How many people, when you got, when you looked at, if you did share the numbers with somebody, they're yeah. like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. This costs too, this costs too much. If that bomb would have exploded in here, they won. We wouldn't even have business. Yeah. That's one. Andrew taught me a good lesson when we were first getting in. He said, I don't give a fuck what it costs. It will be the best. No, that's it, dude. That's I can it. deal with someone saying I can, I can a hundred, that comes from my, that's okay. You want to talk about ego? That's ego. I can personally handle someone saying I can't afford your shit. What I can't handle and what makes me mad is when people say you're, you don't make the best shit or your shit's not good. Like that's, that's, I can live with that. I can live with, okay, I can't afford it, but I'm not going to live with, Hey, you ain't the best. It ain't worth it. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, dude, that's a business lesson for a lot of you guys. A lot of you guys, dude, speaking of which you, you've, you've, I would like to hear your take on the parallels between like, I mean, is there much difference between these guys who are, you know, the Kobe's and the, and the Jordans? Um, well, I think that's fair. There's only one Kobe and one Jordan, but is how's the parallel between high achievement on, on, on the sports field versus in the business atmosphere because you've the, done both it's the same really it's the same yeah all right they got the same mindset all right listen you might not be competing against another 
team or something out, you know, where everybody's on team. But you guys are competing every single day without a playbook. Sometimes you don't know what the other team's going to do. You did any of us have a playbook for the pandemic? No. We no one had no one had a playbook. We were just for that. talking about this yesterday. All right, we call good audibles. Yeah, <laughs> right. But you know that that's that's what happened. So you look at what Michael, uh, what MJ's accomplished off the uh, off the basketball court. Still the number one selling shoe. Mm-hmm. All right, he outsells the top five Nike endorsers. By himself. Combined. Combined. Yeah. Combined. Combined. All right. He also has a pretty successful tequila business. I know you're in the tequila thing. He owns a, a team that's worth almost $2 billion now, which he bought for $200 million or something, right? Yeah. All right. Um, he's part, <laughs> he's got a part of the sports gambling industry, things that you just, you know things that you just don't know about. The con- the com- the competitive thing doesn't stop when Kobe won an Oscar, wrote children's books, what wanted to take over Hollywood. Dwayne, fashion line, commentator on TNT, got his own game show. If you stop competing, you're going to do something destructive. Dude, when that's you're a at fact. your when you're at yeah. your worst, oh yeah, when you're at your worst, it's a fucking natural disaster, for sure. When you when you when you're when you're one of the reasons you've been obviously besides you know you taking care of yourself, you're seventy five hard, you're doing all that other stuff. You're you're in a great place to win every sing every every single day. This thing right here. This thing, this thing right here, it's got you. Well, I think you see that a lot in sports or, you know, is the second that athlete's career is over and they don't have it anymore, what happens to them? They well, go. Dude, that's why people are like, well, you know, well, how many people try to buy our company? Yeah, a I'm lot. Like, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, literally dude, just had what about you got something for me to do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. I mean, dude, but this, what do you, but this is what happens. This is what most individuals, successful individuals do. When they decide to sell, they sell, they have a no compete for about whatever, two, three years, When a no compete is up. They're like second form. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> they're, they're like, they're like, here, here, here we go. And what is their, what is their objection? Their object is to like, we're gonna fucking take, we're gonna go kick your ass again. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'm so wired to compete that way. Um, You know, at some point in time, you know, it's not gonna be my turn. It's gonna be somebody else's turn. Yes, and I think so heavily. Like I know how much I love to compete. You know, because we actually have this argument all the time. Andrew says he hates to lose. I love to win. I'd be actually curious to answer a question because it's like, do you hate to lose and force you to win, or you love to win and you know, can you chase the win? I wanted, I have to have a challenge and a con- I've never really, I've never owned a boat. I've never competitively deep sea fish, but I love it. I have this fucking dream in my head. Like, okay, when, when it's not my time here, I'm going to buy a fucking boat and I'm going to compete in that big fucking money tournament. I'm going to kick the fuck out of all those guys. I got to think that way because I'm so wired to compete that I just, 
It's not about the money. It's about the competition and the challenge it's, and the, and the new journey. About, right. It's not about the payday. It's not the pay. If you do what you're supposed to do and you do it at the highest level and you win every single day, you capture, you capture at least one win every single day and it's out there. It's out there. The, the financial gains will come. It will come. You, you said it perfectly. I could, we, you guys could sell and I'm pretty sure if you guys did, it would give you a decent, couple, decent, couple but yeah, give you a yeah. little pocket change where yeah. literally you would have to do nothing else. It would destroy both of you. Now we, we literally said we would be back in business the next day. Yeah. You guys, you guys, yeah. If you guys sat around, if you guys were idle for a month of 45 days, you guys will only kill each other. I can't go five fucking, I, no, I can't I'm go. I'm sitting here thinking, honestly, like no, no bullshit. I'm not just saying this to like sound, I, I like, it's hard for me to understand what the fuck everybody else does. Like I can't even relate to it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You're like, they're, like, they're relaxing. Dude, you're with me every day. Yeah. Do, yeah. You, do you not think that's true? No, I, absolutely. Like I look at people and I'm like, what the fuck do you, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what do you, what do you do? They don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. They like, don't. What do they do. do? Like, they what don't. do you do? You you go. You get up. You go to work. You go home. What the fuck do you do? This. Like, what's the mission? What are we accomplishing? What are we trying to do? Like, how empty is your life without that? I'm because to me, dude, that's everything. To, it's everything. Isn't that the thing that they because they portray it as like they're so happy, like oh, like like yeah, but that's but dude, talk to those motherfuckers. Right. Not right. one they're, of them is. They're miserable. Yeah, bro, happiness is an equation. We talk about this yeah. all the time. It's discipline plus purpose plus gratitude equals happiness. Right. Those you got to have all those things. You got to have the discipline. You've got to have a purpose, which is what most people lack. Most people say, "Oh, my purpose is my kids." Motherfucker, <laughs> every single human on the fucking planet can have kids. You need a bigger purpose than that. We we need a that that would be no difference than saying, well, my purpose is urinating and breathing and taking a shit. Yeah. No, that's not your purpose. I give a great example of this. People say this all the time. You know, man, sh man sh showing up is half the battle. <laughs> showing up is none of the fucking battle. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's just this feel good idealistic yes, bullshit. Man, yeah, just like you got I showed up for work today. <laughs> dude, great fucking job. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I gotta ask you, bro. Like, what the fuck? How how is your brain not explode with all this shit going on like that people are saying? I, I just I, I just listen and I'm like, but but because Andy, you have to see what sells. Yeah. Easy what sells. sells? Easy sells, comfort sells. Yeah. Be you, 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 bro. You know how many motherfucking programs I could sell if I came out with one that said, "Hey, uh, the four easy steps to win." And, and <laughs> what did I talk about earlier? That there are no easy, there are no easy steps. But that's what people want. People want. I'm gonna make a book, bro. It's they gonna want, say four easy steps to win, and it's gonna say you are a dumbass idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you are a idiot. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, I have yeah, to yeah, tell yeah, you. Yeah, I He's a fucking genius. genius. <laughs> like, he did have to think about it though. He was paused like, because you I wanted, gonna, you I wanted say an adjective. Yeah. I want to say fucking idiot. Then I, had to, I had to add a fucking uh, appendix to it or something, you know? But no, what sells? You're perfect the way you are. Everything is going to be okay. There's going to, there's going to be, a, there's going to be another day. And this story is very hard for me to share. So it's in the book. I would always tell Kobe, 
we don't have time. We don't have time. Every single day, I wish I was wrong. I wish I was wrong. So everybody thinks you have more time. Just remember that. Just remember that. Dude. I think about that a lot. Because I I know he's the same age as me. Well, he's a year older than I was. Or he, he was a year, well, when he died, he was a year, he's a year older than me. So his, his whole plan, guys, was, you know, I, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do all these other things. Those other things didn't get to happen. So, I mean, that brings up an interesting question about balance. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, dude, a lot of people will argue and they will say, and, and, and dude, in this case, you know, it, there has, there's some truth to it, right? Here's Kobe who has worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. And I'm sure his family had to be put over here for what he had to do to get where he was. And he had switched his, his focus into doing things that he wanted to do. And he was only able to do that for a year. And then it's over. And, and you know, the average person will look at that and they will say, see, that's why balance is important. And that's not how I see it at all. How I see it is, okay, he, something unexpected happened and, and this is the end of the road for him. But how many people outside of just his family are going to have extraordinary existences because he put that much work and that much time and that much effort into becoming who he was? And I would argue that there's pretty much nothing more noble than inspiring literally tens of millions of people with who you've become. So what's your take on that? Because there's, you know, there's arguments to be made. It's, I can sum that up very simple. And this, this is what he said. All right. Rest at the end, not in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Rest at the end, not in the middle. I, you know, what's funny is I, I'm not a basketball fan. It's just not my my cup of tea. Or a basketball athlete. I didn't say that, but I did win. You don't know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fitting there. Right, you know? right, 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 right. <laughs> the, um, but after Kobe died, you know, I I went in this little Kobe rut where I started watching all his content and his material. And mm-hmm. I, and I, I have more respect for the man. I, I, feel, I feel bad that I didn't pay the man enough due while he was here because he was such a good father and a teammate and a competitor. And he's so fucking intelligent and diving into his interviews. And I, I mean, I actually do a meeting. One of our company meetings is on, you know, Kobe's points. And, you know, to, to think that that man's life was cut short, it actually, it scares the fuck out of me. And that's the the reality of that situation is because I get caught in this work-life balance structure thing that every, you know, that, and it's really probably the question I get asked the most of. Sure. And I don't know the answer. There you is know, no answer. Yeah. Balance is personal to each individual here. That's the problem. Everybody's trying to tell you how you should balance, you should balance, you should balance. You don't find balance, you create it. And it's different for every individual in here. Everybody, your definition of balance may be different than his person's definition of balance, that definition of balance, whatever it is. Here's what it is. All right. If you're going, if you're going to 
tip the scales and with all, every high achiever, the scale is never balanced. The scale is never balanced. And I make it very, 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 very simple for people to see this. All right. In this room right now, if you want zero happiness, raise your hand. You want zero success, raise your hand. You want zero money, raise your hand. You want a zero life, raise your hand. What's the number on a perfectly balanced scale? It's a fucking zero. Yeah. And that's some fucking gold right there. It's a fucking zero. And what happens when you're trying to balance? All right. People start to add more, add more, add more, add more, add more, add more. Now they're juggling more shit and now they're unbalanced even more. You want to master balance? Here's the simplest way. Master the word no. What is no to you? 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 That's how you get close. That's how you get closer to your balance. Now, if you're going to put your family off, you're going to put your kids off, you're going to do all that stuff. They have to win too. So if you say, hey, listen, my plan is for 90 days, three years, five years, whatever it is, stick with me. Stick with me. You better deliver in that time. And when you deliver in that time, everybody better win. And I'm not just talking about financially. I had this conversation with my daughter. I had this conversation with her. All right. Because I was that individual. I missed a lot of events. I wasn't, I, I wasn't, I wasn't there all the time. All right. And when she was old enough, I sat down with her and I started and she goes, dad, I get it. I understand. Because she saw all the things that she was able to benefit from, from me missing all those things. There was actually a result that was there that all of us could, all of us could enjoy. Now, if you create this crazy no balance and you got nothing to show for it, there's a problem. And that's what most people, that's what most people do. For sure. And most people spend the, the, they, they use the term balance as a, cover for not doing shit. That's really what it is. And, you know, people who are not on the same track of a high achiever are going to point at that person. They're going to say, oh yeah, well, I bet he's miserable behind closed doors or, you know, I bet his family hates him or, you know, I bet this and that. And this has to make themselves fuck. Yeah, dude. And like, dude, you guys have to quit trying to get the approval of people that are never going to fucking understand. Like, dude, most people are never going to fucking read this book and understand it. This book is for people who are fucking already wanting to pursue a better existence. And it's like someone who is, uh, you know, a Buddhist trying to explain their beliefs to someone who is uh, an atheist and never even was exposed to the idea that this is even out there. I mean, dude, you're speaking a different fucking language. And so many of you guys out there, you know, you want to win, sure. And you might even be willing to do the work. But what you're not willing to do is to stand up and and face the meaningless jabs and jokes and laughs and criticisms that are going to come from people that don't even speak your fucking language. One of the biggest things about confidence and about winning you got to be able to laugh at yourself. 
You guys do that all the time. Yeah. You guys are constantly jabbing at jabbing at yourselves and joking, and nobody takes it seriously. Now, you say something, everybody's like, they're like, "What do you mean?" Oh yeah, dude. What, 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 yeah. Do, you, what, what do you mean? What do you, do you can't? I can't believe that's offending me. I can't believe he said that or she said that. What the fuck can't you believe about it? What did I? What did I? What did I say? I'm like, what did I? What did I say? But that's that's what that's what happens. All right, it gives everybody wants that out because in that out there's so many more baseball. All right, do you do you miss? Do you strike out more? Do you or do you get a hit more? You strike out more. You you don't uh, you get an out if you hit three hundred. You're you all know, famer. They they all say that you got to swing, you got to swing, all right. MJ always says, "Why am I worried about a shot I'm never taking?" People always say, "Man, what happened? What what happened? I'm gonna miss that shot I take. Well, I missed that opportunity. I missed this. Why am I worried about something that that hasn't even happened?" And that's but you know why? Because it allows you to go back to the middle of the pack. And that's where everybody wants to be. That's where safety is. There's no winners in the middle of the pack. No, and there ain't ever going to be. No. It'll never be that way. So, so, dude, that's what I'm trying to point out to these guys. Like, you're standing in the middle of those motherfuckers trying to get them to all, like, understand what you're trying to do so that they'll cheer for you. Guys, that doesn't happen until you fucking win. Like, when nobody's at Michael Jordan's practice fucking cheering for Michael Jordan. No. Nobody's at Kobe Bryant's practice at 3 a.m. fucking cheering for Kobe. Like, you guys don't fucking get how it works. Those motherfuckers that are talking all this shit, your fucking parents, your aunts, your uncles, your teachers, your fucking quote-unquote friends, those people will never get it until you've already done it. And dude, what you guys are trying to do is to get them to get it before you do it. And it doesn't work that way. And 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 then you spend how much time agonizing in your brain? Why does no one believe in me? No one believes in you because you haven't fucking done anything. How hard is that to understand? And then when somebody does something, another person recognizes it, first thing they say, I get it. Yeah. That's it. I get it. Yeah. Plain and simple. I walked in this place. I get it. <laughs> but, but on the flip side, though, on the flip side, even when you do start winning, you still have people that don't believe in you. That will refuse well, most to people believe that in the most people that are clapping for you, they're not clapping for you because they're happy. They're clapping for you because they have to fucking clap. That's right. right. All yeah, right. right. That, that's it. Because it's somebody, it's just like <laughs> Andy. I don't know about you, but this pisses me off <laughs> so much. When you get when you walk on stage, people walk on stage the music blaring and all that other stuff. And you get the speaker that goes up and it's doing like this. You ain't earned the fucking right for them to fucking clap. <laughs> what the fuck you doing? No, I might've done that a couple times. Uh, That's a newbie thing. All right. All right. Fireworks and sparkle. Yeah, I'm like, you I'd know, say I, this. If you're getting paid six figures to do it, you could do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> you're, you're right. All right. You, Cause I've been known to do that. Yeah. All right. That's it. I'm aspiring to that level, but yeah. I'm just like, you know, to me, the best speeches are me for that I give is when I'm done talking, everybody's like, because you know what? I want to fucking kick in your teeth. Yeah. I want to kick in your stomach. I, I I don't, I'm not there to pour. This isn't about sprinkles and rainbows. This isn't, 
I don't know what, what what's the cartoons that your daughters watch right now. Fuck I think Paw Patrols. Okay. Paw Patrol. Yeah. Whatever. What that. That's not what this is about. Every fairy tale. You ever really pay attention to a fairy tale? What goes on in the middle of a fairy tale? Not good shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of okay. fucked up shit. That's winning, dude. It's it's the fucking journey and the story and the overcoming and like, dude. Now, my personal fucking take on this, just so you guys can all understand where my brain is. We already know where your brain well, is. Yeah. We wouldn't be sitting in here. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> dude, the world doesn't want you to win. You have to understand. No, it doesn't. That. Like, dude, the whole system that we that we live in, especially right now, and I don't, I don't care what you believe politically. This is a fucking fact. The government that we live under is trying as hard as it can to get as many people as it can to depend on it so that it can stay in power. Because once you become dependent on that, you have to vote for that to survive. Now, why would those people, if that was their plan, want you to win? Why would they want you to become self-sufficient? Why would they want you to earn enough money or build your own ecosystem or build your own little process? They don't. And this is why you guys face so much resistance with the movements that are out there in society. You have to be smart enough to know that most of the people out there are have been indoctrinated and marketed to to become average. And this is why you get so much resistance from people. They want to be with everybody else and everybody else is not going to be in this motherfucker. Okay? So you have to understand that everything you hear, everything you read, every fucking thing you see one of these Hollywood fucks say, everything on the news is all geared towards you becoming less than what you could be so that you have to depend on a system to survive. What we're talking about here is not just building your own system. We're talking about correcting that entire system individually. How do we individually correct that? It's very simple. You fucking become a winner. When you become a winner, like we talked about earlier, if you win, how many other people win because you won? Quite a few, all right? Maybe people you don't even know. Could be your neighbor down the street. Could be someone that's watching you online. That you'll never meet in your entire life for 30 fucking years. Just like when I met you, Tim, and uh, I have been promoting your book and we've been, t- and, and dude, I'm walking by him. He's like, Andy. And I'm like, holy fuck, <laughs> yeah. dude, it's Tim Grover. <laughs> right. Like we talked about that story this morning. Over, yeah. yeah. This and, morning. But like, dude, like you're going to have people that you connect with throughout this journey. And, and the more that you guys go out and win, the less these fucks can do about imposing their will on the entire country. And, and dude, I'm sorry to get political about this, but dude, this is why our culture is so soft. This is why we live in a culture of idealism of how things should be, not how things fucking are. We're talking about how things are, okay? If you want to live how things should be, you're more than welcome to, but you're never going to get what the fuck they promise. You're never going to have success You're never going to have that dream of whatever it is that you see in your mind that you could be, that you've thought about your whole life. That'll never happen. You're giving that up. That's what you're selling. You're selling that to be a part of this. And what we dedicate our fucking lives to is helping you guys realize that if you want to be over here, you're going to have to think different. You're going to have to do different. And you're going to have to be a lot fucking tougher than everybody else when you're getting bombarded by this mediocre shit. You know, how many of these people out there are just 
sucking this in as if it's the way it should be. People are meant to win, dude. We are meant to win. So in the book, I have this thing. I said, winning makes you different and different scares people. Winning makes you different and different scares people. Now, here, here's this is so important. This is so important. All right. The people that consistently win at the highest level over and over and over again. They know the difference between what to think and how to think. They know how to think. If you only know what to think, that means you're constantly getting information from somebody else. And you're like, this is what we want to do. This is the way to do it. Here it is. This is what it, those true champions, they take what to think and how to think and make that figure out which works for them. What is the percentage that I need of what to think and how to think where I have my own ideas, I have my own thoughts, I have my own uh, own way of developing things. That's how you get 0.001% better than everybody else. That's how you guys take this company. Everybody else is telling you what to, th- this is how you should do it. And you guys are like, nah, nah. Yeah. You know what? Thank you. Thank you. You know, yeah, we might have some systems in place, but we're about how to think. You look at all the other, you look at all the other supplement companies and you guys won't talk about this. I'll talk about this. You put a lot of them fucking out of business. A lot of them, a lot of, a lot of them out of business. Yeah. It's not, it's just not a goal though. It wasn't your goal. No, you didn't go like, Hey, this is, is, but what they were doing was like every, they well, were dude, when franchises and they were like, this is how it's done. This is what to think. This is the, this is a definition of success. This is how you run the business. This is how you do, how you do it. You guys are like, okay, that's how they do it. We're like, how to think. Michael Jordan, how to think. Kobe Bryant, how to think. Elon Musk, how to think. Jeff Bezos, how to think. First form, how to think. That goes back to what we were talking earlier. I mean, it's a it's a perfect case in point. It's who you surround yourself with. You know, and like if you want to be a winner, you better start finding some motherfucking winners. And not guys who say they win, people who actually win. And when you look at, you know, you go back to your pack mentality, the people in the middle of the pack, the guys out front don't listen to the middle of the pack. And when you sit in the middle of the pack and you're surrounded by this mediocrity, don't expect to think or understand the front of the pack. So my competitiveness was... People say, well, why are you so, well, how are you different than everybody else? I get results. I get results. And they say, people are like, oh, you're like, you did it for Michael. Do it for somebody else. All right, I go do it for Kobe. All right, go do it for somebody else. I go do it for Wade. All right, go do it in a different sport. Fine, I'll go do it in baseball. Go to, why? People, Bro, you're just dealing in reality. Like, the, I mean, to me, what you do, it just makes perfect sense. Like it just always has. That's why when I read that book, I was like, I was like, holy fuck. There's other people like this. And that was the value of me in that book. Right. Yes. Like, like all the things that I read in there, I was just like, I'm not alone. Yeah. I'm and not like, alone. Oh, okay. I'm not fucking crazy. Right. They're fucking crazy. Yes. And dude, it gave me permission to go out and be you what I am. Yes. You know, and that was the best thing about this book. I, I am, dude, I am 
super excited for people to get their hands on this, dude. Um, you know, you guys hear me talk and, and, you know, I'll be real, dude. I don't really fucking take direction from anybody. Like, is that true? Yeah. Does anybody, do I really value anybody's opinion very no. much? I really don't. No, I, I listen, I'll check yeah. up on you. Hey, you good? No, but you, what I'm That's getting it. at is you're like the only, one of the only dudes outside right. my dad that I fucking actually listen to. Like, and you guys, you guys shouldn't take that for granted. You know, you guys message in and you say, oh, well, why do you think like this? Dude, read this motherfucker's books. Hey, somebody go get Pops. If he's under here under five minutes, we're never going to hear the end of it. So he's got to come in before that. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? Here, I will go get him because I got a question that he he wanted me to ask you and I'll let him ask you. All right. Pops Ooh. comes in. You know, he goes, oh, fuck, you only gave me five minutes. <laughs> Matter of fact, stop that clock. <laughs> yeah. Dude, dude we give him any more to take it. Yeah. We call him the human rain delay. Right, for fact, let me speed this up. I'll put him like three. <laughs> yeah. You got to give him the two minute warning, bro. But dude, I'm. when does the book come out? May 18th. Okay. So, Andy, you are the first. Like, there's only, like, everybody else. I, I'll let you speak to this, and I want to make sure this is correct, that you get, you're the you're the first podcast that's going to be launched before the book. We wanted it's you to have, honor. we wanted for you to have yeah, that honor. Everyone else has got to wait. Well, anybody I'm, else has That was wait. a huge honor when you asked, because, like. Pre-order. So, you, you're, our, you're, yeah. our, you're like, listen. You're our pre-order, like, this is what this book is about. Here it is. Everybody else has got a, the book comes out May 18th. They get to talk about it then. They were like, pick one person that you want. And both of us are just like, it's not even a choice. Yeah. Well, that means a lot, dude, because that book, like, this building and all these things and all these nice things that you're saying about us, that shit wouldn't happen if I hadn't read that book. And I know, well, I know you think that's you, bullshit. Bob. But you got to understand where the fuck I was when I read it. Yeah, you know I see. I didn't know you before that. I yeah, mean, I like heard it. you told you told you told me that, and every yeah, every I was time ready to fucking cash it in. Bro. Yeah, every time you tell me that, it's like it, yeah. it, it means something to me. It, it really, I don't take that lightly. No, I know uh, because I know you're not that. You're not. No. A, you don't give credit where credit's due. You're not a bullshit guy. So if you give somebody a credit for something, it, it's real. It's genuine. Yeah. And, and every time, every time you say that or I hear that. It, it touches me. Well, it dude, does. it's the truth, man. And like, you know, I hope that when you see what's going on here, I hope you, you feel a part of it because I mean what I'm saying. 100%. Yeah. I, I, how can he not? I mean, listen, the stuff that anything I need, listen, I need help from the nutritionist for some of my sal gets it done right away. Product gear, every, everything like that. I mean, well, I'm just saying, man, it, it's, 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 and a, it's likewise, whatever yeah. you, whatever you need, just, just reach out. I'm, I know I'm here. I know just that. like, I'm like, I've always talked to say, you need me to fly down. You need anything. What, what do you need? Just, just ask pops. So we got six minutes left for <laughs> you to be able to he said try you to get question. something out of your mouth. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> let me start here. I got cold Turkey here. So you got cold Turkey. No, cold Turkey. I, no, I, I, the, the the first thing I just asked a question I asked before I, I I wanted to know I said you know you're the the T H E trainer you know right so who does the trainer have trained him I train myself yeah I, I tell you he asked he asked that question I train I train myself because nobody's gonna be harder on myself than me listen I'm not at the point now I'm at the point now I listen I'm not doing what 
And you know, Andy's doing. I'm not trying to squat all. The, I'm not trying Bullshit. to squat I all this see, weight. Dude, and I see his videos, dude. So I go and I do. I, I go in. I do what I'm supposed to do. I don't like to be bothered. All right. I, I go in. I put on my head. I put on. I put on my headphones. I go in. I have an amount of time. The time I need to be in the gym and I time it is. It, it's it's what we call. It's what I call my selfish time. It's my time. All right. And if I give myself selfish time and in the book, I talk about how important selfish time for each individual is in order to continue, continue to continue to win. So it allows me to energize myself, to take care of myself so I can win. So I have the ability to help other individuals win. And it's in this game. I'm uh, I'm 56 years old. I'll be 57 in November. I'll be 57 in November. All right. I still want my athletes to look at me and be like, it's hard to tell these guys what to do, how to act, how to eat, how to be, how to train. If I don't look like it myself, you guys are enough. You guys are, you guys are in the, I won't even call it a fitness space. You guys are literally going to have to think about a new word to say, Hey, because it's true. When people used to ask, what was, what was my title? And I was like, I never liked the trainer title and so forth. So I came up with, when I was heavily into the training business, I was a sports enhancement specialist because a trainer just wasn't, it just didn't do. You guys are literally going to have to come up because you're not a transform company. You're not a supplement company. You're not a lifestyle. You're all those things and a whole bunch of others. And I, I, I don't know, put, give it to some of these young guys to come up with like, this is, this is when you guys talk about supplement. Yeah, you're talking about that. That's not that's not what we do. That's not what we do. We do that. We do that. Yeah, it's a part of what we do. It's a part that's of what our, we, we do. deliver that. Yeah, <laughs> but this is what this is this is what this is what we do. Well, well Tim, can I embarrass you for a minute? You because can listen, you know, since I've been here, and in, especially in the last five years, when when. Uh, the 2015 Summer Smash came and I, I found out what really what we were all about when the people came. It was 500 people came there and I was thinking, man, what are these people coming into our city to see us? And your your head starts getting a little bit bigger. You know, I'm not not mine particularly, but you think, well, boy, they want to see us. And every one of those people came to thank us for losing 100 pounds, for losing 50 pounds and for for uh, changing their life and for changing their perspective on life and, and enhancing their family life. And, and it was, it was so humbling to me. And, and from that day on, I became better and better and better. And I come in this place, this isn't about me, but, it, but I come in every day, I'm going to do something good today for somebody else every day. And, and it, 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 it has. And since then, but in order for you to do good for somebody else, you got to do something great for yourself every every single day. It's what it's, you got to get that win. I also There's think that's a, it's a it's a huge part of upholding a high standard, right? Yes. Like, dude, how can you fucking hold a high standard for someone when you're not holding for yourself? Yeah, I mean, you really you can try to, but it doesn't work. It doesn't know? And work. That's a big that's a big gap that a lot of you guys who are out there trying to lead companies or organizations or teams. You're, this is where the disconnect is, you know, and, and it was for me for a long time. I'm not fucking judging you. I'm saying once I figured this out, things got a lot easier. And dude, you know, when I started taking care of my body, started taking care of my my brain, started getting uh, so intentional about it that no one here could deny it. You know, I I think that if you walk through this office and you said, who's the most consistent fucking person here? I'm definitely in that conversation. Okay, there's a lot of high achievers here, but 
you know, when people see that and they see you doing those things and they know it's not a bullshit act, it becomes a lot easier and more effective to hold a high standard. And this is where a lot of leaders really, you know, the captains of the, this is why the captains of the team are the captains of the team. This is why the the coach is the coach because he's probably done this for a long enough time. Now, once in a while, you'll see a coach who's unhealthy, right? But what do the championship coaches look like that are consistently fucking winning over and over? Are they taking care of themselves? Looks like they are. Every once in a while, you get someone up there who does a good job who's not. But I mean, dude, like if you're not doing the same shit, it's really hard to command the respect of the people that you're trying to lead. And it doesn't matter if you're 57 years old or 41 or fucking 21. You have to be doing it yourself. I think that's part of the progressing of winning too. Like you look at the old, old athlete days, you know, training wasn't as big of an aspect. Well, training became a bigger aspect of winning mentally and physically, not only on the field, but off the field. And you started to see transition of old fat slobs start to say, okay, well, where's the competitive advantage? Competitive advantage, take care of yourself mentally, spiritually, physically. Now it's become such a fucking threshold inside the winning space mentally, physically, spiritually, like in order to get these high achieving athletes to follow you and chase you into the hole, you have to lead by example. Well, let's go take, think about this. All right. How do you feel when you win? Feels fucking good. All right. How do you feel when your kids win? Fucking great. How do you feel when your friends win? Fucking awesome. When your family wins? I love it. When everybody else wins around here? I fucking love it. Winning is everything. Don't you want that feeling all the time? That's right. It's available to us. It's literally available to us. So when Kobe said winning is everything, what does winning make us feel? It's the one thing we all, it's the, it's a common thread of feeling that we all, we all have. And it's innate too. Yes, it it's is. It's human. It's not, it is not taught. You could take a, a, a kid who's never been taught shit, can't even understand words. And you give them that little toy with the fucking square hole and then the round hole. And what happens when they get the fucking peg in the, in the box? Fucking excitement. That's right. That's right. It's innate. And dude, you guys have had that shit bred out of you if you don't have it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what, that's what, there's, there's your whole point about what to think and how to think. It, it's okay. It's okay to, it, it's okay to lose. It's okay to participate. It's okay to participate. Hell, you, you'll get, well, you'll see this because your kid, your kids are, uh, your kids are young enough. You'll go to some events where the participation trophy is actually bigger than the winning trophy. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm going to, don't worry. I've already come to the <laughs> the realization. I'm going to struggle with the other parents. Yes. <laughs> like, like it's going to be like the participation trophy, the, the award for the best participant. That's bullshit. Is a bigger trophy than the trophy for the, the team or the individual at one. Well, fuck, dude. They pay people more money to stay home now than they do to fucking work. So it kind of makes sense. I got one question. And then, because I've been, you know, thinking about this. So there's always like, uh, you know, you, you're struggling in life, right? It's especially part of the winning process. So yes, you, these, you can't, listen, winning and losing are synonymous. Everybody thinks you can't, ha you know, you can only have one. No, you ha you got to have them both. Peanut butter and jelly, bro. Yeah, you got yeah. you gotta, you well, to have them both. This is why I love the, the sport of baseball always spoke to me in this way because, you know, if you hit 300, you failed seven times, you're a Hall of Famer. Like right. Failure is just part of the, like, the process of just maturing into, into greatness is failure first. And I, I always curious, you know, because I think I think 
in my head, and I, I think I got a, a decent winning brain in the sense of, but I, there's always, there's these uh, friends of, of character that you reference whenever you're struggling. Like, you know, I think, okay, business situation, hey, what would Andrew think? In a life situation, I think, hey, what would my dad think? You know, and in life situation, and you play that role for me a lot. I always think, hey, looks, my inner boy, uh, bitch voice comes out. I always think, hey, what would Tim tell me to do? What would Tim give me? Who's that for you? Because I know you coach yourself, but there's there's people that are in your life that you want to make proud and they're around you. Who is that for you? Put me in a tough spot here because if I mention her name, I'm never going to hear the fucking end of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's her right there, Sherry. I see why. It's her. Listen, there's very few people I, I, I listen to on uh, uh, that I respect on social media and so forth. You know, obviously Andy and I connect. Sal, I watch your shit. All, I, I watch your stuff all the time because you get into the different aspects of the family and the things. And uh, um, of both of you talk about what's real, what's real in life. You know, people look at this and they're like, you guys have it all. You guys have it all. But they don't realize that yet. You may have it all, but you don't have enough for everyone else. You want to bring, you're like, okay, yeah, we have a lot, but there's so much more that we want, not for only for ourselves, but for everyone else. It's easy. It's a lot easier to win as an individual. It's so much difficult to win and bring your team with you. That it that's 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 ultimate winning. That is ultimate winning. All right. It's listen, when you work out, it's so much easier to get everything out of what you got. But can you get everything out of everybody else? And that's what you guys are doing. You're saying, what can we get out of every individual in here? Winning doesn't lie. Winning knows all your secrets. Winning does not lie. It doesn't lie. This building doesn't lie. No, man. It's, it's, look, dude. It's, <clears throat> you guys are always chasing that next win. You guys are always chasing that next win. What's next? People are so worried about stepping on somebody else's toes when they're so worried about stepping on somebody else's toes, they're actually letting other individuals step on their throats. What you guys have done and what you guys continue to do, you step on individuals' throats, not physically, through your results. That's well, how that's you, that's how you beat it, That's how you beat That's how you yeah. beat them. I mean, you that's step- the counterculture. That's the counterculture. Because right now all it is is fucking say the shit on the internet. I'm going to do this. I'm about to do this. Wait till you see me do this. You guys ain't ready for this. Man, fuck you. You ain't done shit. All I've seen you do is the same shit. Say the same shit for the last five, six, seven, nine fucking years. You know, and dude, eventually you got to start putting those feet down in front of each other and doing it. And and the whole thing, what I, what I love about what you do, Tim, more than anyone else, is that you give people permission to fucking be great. And... That's important right now because no one's doing that. No one is out there telling these young kids, 
They're actually telling them the opposite. They're saying, uh, you know, uh, if you're black, you can't fucking be this because the country's this and this and this and this and this. Or if you come from, you know, over here, you can't do this. Motherfucker, this is the greatest country in the fucking world. And this is the only place, the only place in the world where it doesn't matter where the fuck you come from, what color you are, how fucking zero you started, you have at least an opportunity to become a winner. And that's going to be hard. It is not, it's not part of what you're promised. You know, uh, we, we are promised as citizens of this country, equal opportunity, not equal result. And what's in between those is up to you. And that's something that I love that you do so good is you let people know like, hey, dude, um, not only is winning okay, but it's actually noble. It's, it's actually necess- a great it's ne- thing. It's necessary. Yeah. It's necessary. It, 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 I just it, appreciate that about you, bro. It, it is. It is. Not, I don't care what anybody says. Winning matters. Results matter. You, when you were asking earlier about, you know, asking your athletes about describe winning and the thing that came to my head is my response would be it's my obligation. It is. You know, like I look at all the things that I've been blessed with, all of the, you know, the environment of being raised, the skill set, the team, everything that's been that I've been blessed with. It's my obligation. It's it's not only your obligation, bro. You got paid up front. You got paid up front. You're fucking 40 years old. You're not fucking 80. You got paid up front. Now what are you going to do? What are you going to do with that? That's that's how I see it. I see it as I got paid up front. Like a lot of people say, oh, you work your whole life. Well, fuck, dude, I'm not that old. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've got an 80-year-old fucking success life on a 40-year-old budget. So now what am I going to do with it? Well, I'm going to show other people how to do it. I'm going to bring people like you in and people who still believe in, in these kind of things that, that, that are legitimately what makes this country what this country is and has been is people who have wanted to be great on an individual level. And right now we lack that in culture. We lack that movement amongst young people, right? We don't have um, 30-year-old people coaching these youngsters saying, hey, man, winning is a fucking great thing. We have them saying shit like this, bro. Oh, you know what? Showing up's half the battle. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Your favorite thing. Like, dude, we have to start getting truthful. We have to start getting honest, not just with what we say, but with what we do. You know, how many people out there do you see preach this shit that don't clearly do not fucking follow it? More. More. Almost more. all of them. All. Yeah. Yeah. More, more. Because, you know, it's easy to hide. We were talking about this before we started the podcast about all the individuals that, you know, talk behind your back. Bring them into this room. They'll become your best friends. Dude, they're like crickets. Especially, Cr- crickets especially on whole, the internet. Crickets yeah. make a whole bunch of noise when you're real far away. What happens when you get close to them? They get real quiet. That's why I call I call them crickets. Tim, where, where uh, when and where is this? This book comes out May May eighteenth. And where would you like the listener to to buy this book? Where would you prefer they buy it from? It, there is no preference. You can listen. You can go to any place that sells books if you want to. You can go to timgrover.com. We got links from all the different places that are selling the book. You can click on one of them. And here's the thing. If you get the book before May 18th, if you pre-order now, we'll send you the first chapter free. So you get the first chapter. Oh, that's right. And on May 17th, the day before the book launches, 
we're doing a private event for everybody that pre-sold, uh, that, uh, that pre-bought the book online. We're doing an online event. How do they register for that? All they got to do is just go to timgrover.com. They just get the book. They, psh, you pre-order the book. You go to timgrover.com. You put in your pre-order information. We send you a link. Cool. We literally, we send you the first chapter and we send you a link for the uh, online uh, online event on the 17th. Well, dude, thanks so much for coming in to do this show on this book. Uh, it means a lot, a lot to me that you allowed us to be the first podcast to, to really talk about this. Um, I would encourage all of you to, if you haven't read Relentless, uh, you need to read Relentless and then also get this book um, and follow Tim on his social. It's one of the few places that you're going to get the actual truth about what it means and what it takes to actually achieve. And uh, that doesn't matter if it's, you know, what level you're trying to achieve at. The, the principles are universal. And um, more than all that, you know, buying the book and all that, dude, I just want to say thanks, man. Because, like, what you do, it fucking matters a whole lot. Because it's very, very, very rare. And a lot of people have decided that it's just easier to put out bullshit content that isn't actually real you know, that makes us feel good or makes us, uh, you know, feel more accepting of ourselves. All this other bullshit that dude really is handicapping our world and, and for a dollar, you know what I'm saying? And one of the things and that, that dude, I just always have respected the shit out of you for is never doing anything that isn't helpful truly. And so, uh, dude, I just want to say thanks, man, because we need, we need people doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Man. I appreciate it. You know, you guys, everybody in this room, you know what you, everyone in here means to me. All right. And there's very few individuals that actually have direct contact to me. You have my cell number. Yeah. You have my cell number. Pops, you got keys to the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the rest of the rest of the people, they, if they want to get to me, they have to go through different different channels. So, well, I, I I'm would, honored to have that connection. Yeah, and, and I, it's it's helped it's helped it has helped me a lot. It has helped these people listening a lot. If you have gotten value from me, a lot of that value has come from Tim. And, um, you know, it, dude, I just appreciate it, man, very much. So, thank you. Yeah, thank and you. I, I'm honored. I, I'd be I'd be hard pressed to not not say my piece on there, but. I hope when you walked through here today, you got a great sense of pride because like he said, you know, your mindset, um, you know, you may not get the direct reflection uh, through us. I may, I'm sure you do in some way, shape or form, but all of these young men and women out here in the field are legionnaires. The people that are associated with our brand have benefited greatly from the advice that you've given him, the advice you've given me, your, your workings from relentless. And I know that winning is going to, is going to follow suit as well. So I'm very, very thankful to call you a friend and really proud of both you and Sherry. And thank you guys for always being in our corner. It's a big fucking deal. Not for going us. anywhere. Not not going anywhere. Thank you. All right, you guys try to push me out. I'm gonna fucking work my way right back. <laughs> it, it, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. All right. Thank you. You're when I, honestly, I'd say, listen. You know, <laughs> we're the family members that people don't really want, but everybody needs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Do the dirty work. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So, guys, that's the show. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening. 
Um, again, please make sure to support Tim. Uh, follow him on social media. Uh, at, what's your at, at Tim Grover? As, did you, on Instagram? Did you change? Yes, Tim? yes, did? yes. Right. <laughs> so it's at Tim Grover. It used to be Attack Athletics. Yes. Yeah. Um, guys, buy his books. You know, if you're doing 75 hard, these are two great books that you can work in with that program. Um, and guys, I just want to say thanks, man. Thanks for sh- sharing the show. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, you know, we do this without any ads or anything like that so that we can, you know, deliver content. And, and if you guys find the content valuable, um, all we ask is that you share it. So, and you guys are doing that. So I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And uh, we'll see you next time. Told my teacher, dumb bitch, I'm going to get millions. Watch this. In the 